Welcome to Sign for the Times. The Society for the Involvement of Good Neighbors, known as SIGN, is a not-for-profit agency in Yorkton, Saskatchewan, Canada, that provides 24 social and community programs and services that fulfill its mission, provide leadership, programs and services that assist, support, and empower children, adults, and families to achieve lifelong success. SIGN believes that will lead to strong and caring citizens and communities. Our podcasts explore those programs and include conversations with those closely involved with SIGN and in instances, people who have used the services of SIGN. My name is Dick DeRyke. Encouraging and enabling youth to become more involved in the community and promoting their well-being are among the focuses of Youth Resilience, a relatively new project of SIGN. It grew out of a realization that there is a need to provide more proactive and preventive ways to increase mental well-being, decrease substance use, and reduce negative behavior among youth. The project works with youth ages 12 to 18 to build resilience and involve young people in activities and decision-making in Yorkton. Part of SIGN Life Skills, the project is led by community youth worker, Darren Tanike, who took on the project last fall. The project has four main areas that it's concentrating on, community readiness and commitment, positive youth development, risk reduction, and effective treatment and support for youth with greater needs. Darren, uh, we should point out that this is a a two-year project, so not everything is going to happen all at once. (laughs) That would be a challenge. But let's get some updates on on where things are at as far as the the goals for the first year. And I know one of the things that you have done is you've made contact with a lot of organizations in Yorkton, youth-oriented organizations. And I'm wondering what the the reaction has been from, from those. Well, it, it uh, has been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, year one of this project is really focused on the first goal, which is cultivate community readiness, energy, and commitment. So it, it's about getting the message out. And uh, so in the fall, I had an opportunity to speak with a number of uh, ministry organizations, uh, community-based organizations, about uh, the idea of being part of the Yorkton Alliance of Asset Champions. And we have a commitment from 17 community-based or ministry organizations to, to be part of that. So those are, those are organizations such as the Yorkton Public Library, uh, uh, Science Family Support Programs, Science Triple P Positive Parenting Support, uh, Science Adolescent Group Home, both school divisions, Good Spirit and Christ the Teacher. Uh, I've met with the folks in the ministries of both social services and mental health and addictions, and they're both on board, as well as the Integrated Primary Health Services. I had a great meeting with Recreation and Community Services here in in Yorkton in the fall, and they're on board. And I had an opportunity to meet with City Council last week and and tell them a little bit about the project. And uh, uh, City Council is behind uh, this project uh, 100%. And then Boys and Girls Club here in town, um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and um, the RCMP, the, the City Detachment. So uh, I've been really, really happy with the community support. Um, you know, this, this idea of the 40 developmental assets had been around about 10 years ago in the community. And a number of these organizations were involved in the past. And so when they heard that we were, you know, there was a, there was a project to help support uh, youth resilience using the framework as the kind of the, the backbone of the project, uh, these organizations um, 
all agreed quite quite readily to be part of the Yorkton Alliance of Asset Champions. That's uh, that's great, and especially with with both education systems involved. I mean, we're talking about youth that are by and large in schools. So, uh, uh, do you have an opportunity to go into the schools and and uh, talk to students? Yeah, this fall and and here after Christmas, I kind of set up a schedule where I spent a week in in every one of our schools, and and I have to be very. I'm very grateful to both school, the leadership of both school divisions, both at the division level and at the the school level. And so I've I've spent um, like I said a week um, presenting on the assets and spending time with with students in grades six to twelve, um, talking about the power of the assets and uh, the power of the assets to protect to, to youth, uh, and getting them ready for our survey that will be taking place here soon, where we can collect data so they understand the importance of us collecting this information and then preparing them for. Uh, the idea that I'm going to need uh, them as part of a, a youth feedback group uh, when we get all the data collected. Um, so, yeah, I've been able to, to spend quite a bit of time in schools as well. I, I spend my mornings over at Dr. Brass uh, working with a group of youth for an hour and a half in the morning. And I, I spend some time in Dream Builders in the afternoon working with some youth there. Um, so the... You know, the project allows me and the both school divisions have allowed me to spend quite a quite a significant amount of time in the schools. You mentioned the survey. You're surveying or going to be surveying students in grade grade six to 12 in, in the Yorkton schools. Is is that getting started? What uh, what's the status of that? Yeah, we started last week or I started last week. So we were able to survey the students at the Yorkton Regional High School. So we did that. Uh, the survey is a 58 question survey just based on questions uh, to youth around, you know, do they, they they respond to rarely, sometimes quite frequently or all the times. And it's just, you know, questions around some of the activities they're involved in or some of the things they believe is in regards to supporting their friends and and how they feel about school and how they feel about the community. And so in the end, it will give us a, a really good report that will indicate the, the assets that our youth are identifying as having and some of the asset categories that there may be lacking, which will, for year two of the project, allow us to create a community profile and a community plan to address maybe some of the areas that youth are identifying as as asset categories that they're they're not strong in i was going to say what you know what will that uh what will the surveys tell us will you get in your opinion uh and many of these surveys have been done elsewhere i'm sure does it provide a comprehensive uh overview uh, and do all the students tend to participate or or like are we catching the ones that may be a little reticent to you know get involved in this I think we're going to we're going to have a very good cross section uh, demographics of of students. So we started last week, and um, the percentage of students that actively were in, involved in the survey was quite high. It was probably around eighty percent of the students took part in the survey, and. That's yeah, it is. And it's really optional. So as as we've indicated to students, like if you have no interest in providing this feedback then there's no reason for you to take it. Like we'll respect that because the importance of us getting authentic data is more important than numbers. So if if we get 80%, but it's 80% of the kids that really want to do this well, uh, I think we'll get a good cross-section. 
Um, I was working in a school yesterday with with some some students uh, working on the survey, and we did it in paper form because uh, computers were just a little bit of a struggle, and and um, it took them a little more time. But I was really pleased with their responses. Like they they took their time, and they were very thoughtful in providing good responses to the survey. The the other thing is uh, uh, what's really nice is because we've we've purchased this survey from the search institute after those results go into them they have a they have a crew of professionals that know how to purge surveys like there's certain things that they look for in regards to responses that may not be authentic or if there's a certain number of responses that aren't provided you know we have professionals eventually purging it to where it's authentic or what they believe is authentic based upon their professional experience and then creating a, a really comprehensive report for us. When will the last uh, surveys uh, be completed in Yorkton and and how long does it take then before you start to get some, some results that you can work with? So I will be done all the surveys in the schools by Easter. Next week, I've got a couple of, I've got three schools I believe I'm doing next week and then the following two weeks are pretty full bore where I'm going into going into the schools um, and and giving the survey. So by Easter time, uh, we'll have them done. And, and I would anticipate we will have all the survey reports by the time we get back from the Easter break. So the, the turnaround, I was quite pleased with the first turnaround was quite quickly. I wasn't expecting the report quite, quite as quickly, but we got that within about uh, four days of doing doing the survey and and um, so the the information that was in that initial uh, report was very impressive I guess in regards to report writing um, and so I will be I will be really keen to see when we bring all of the schools and we get a community report so would it be uh, premature for me to ask what you've seen so far as far as results or do you want to wait until we get kind of everything aggregated? Well, you know, as far as specifics, it would be premature. But what is interesting, as I go through the results, and and I was involved with this survey 15 years ago when we did this 10, 15 years ago, um, it's very... It's not surprising in regards to some of the some of the responses that I'm seeing back. Like um, overall, when Search has done this survey, they they indicate that there's about the average youth responds to saying they have about 18 of those assets. And so our first set that are coming back saying our youth are indicating that they have about 19 of the 40 assets. And so in our ideal range, we want to get to that 31 to 40. So youth identifying 31 to 40. So we're we're falling into that category, which identifies that we're going to have some work to do. Uh, some of the areas, when we think about the fact that our youth haven't been engaged in community activities for the last two years, uh, you can see a real decrease in some of those numbers, which aren't surprising just because yeah, yeah. of the pandemic. So I would say it's premature only because it's a couple of schools, but not premature. And I'm not surprised with some of the results that I'm seeing. And and the importance of the year two work going forward in, in creating some feedback from our youth to ensure that as we come out of this pan- pandemic, we are providing our opportunities for resilience for our, for our youth to develop that resilience and providing opportunities for them to feel like they are a major contributor to our community. So that brings up, in my mind, brings up uh, uh, another question. Will we see... Will the community see the results 
the aggregate results of the survey, or will we basically see it in how the program develops as a result of the survey? You know, my hope, and I haven't finalized this yet, um, but we're going to create a community profile. So within that community profile, it will be based upon all of the results. So you will see the results that come from that survey. And and within that profile, we will identify what youth have identified as their strengths and the areas that they say they're lacking within those assets. So once we've created that community profile, then the plan comes forward. So yeah, the information that that we will that will be gathered will be available to anyone within the public um, to to see within this community plan. My hope is also then to go out and speak to folks and say, let's break some of this stuff down. Like it's really important, um, just not these community-based organizations either that traditionally work with youth, but I think all community members. Um, we all have a stake in supporting our youth. Uh, within this community. And I think we all have a stake in in doing whatever we can to, to acknowledge where our youth are and how we can support them and use them as a resource um, to build a stronger community. We don't have, a, I assume at this point, we don't have a baseline kind of, you know, to compare it to. Uh, this will actually form the baseline of where things are, are at this time. In the longer term plans, uh, would you anticipate that another survey will be done somewhere down the road that that shows how the impact of the program? So we the, the survey that I did select allows us to do a follow-up. And part of what I've indicated to schools is within the context of the survey, schools can choose to do this survey individually on their own again. Uh, some of them may some of them have indicated to me that they're going to use this information to work on their wellness goal. So every school needs a a wellness goal, part of their learning improvement plan. So they may do some intermittent um, surveys. You can do another survey every six months. And I would foresee by the end of this project, once we've created this community profile or sorry, community plan, we will want to do another survey um, to see if some of the areas that we focused on, we saw growth in. School will be out, uh, you know, come June and uh, out for the summer. Uh, does the program continue over the summer? Is there activities planned for, for the summer? I'm still working through that right now. So the, the majority of my time has been spent in schools um, just because that's where I find find our kids here. And if there's op- like we have so many great community based organizations that will be that will be offering programming this summer when I think about, you know, what happens through our recreation and community services or boys or girls club, you know, if there's ways I can support those programs through the summer, definitely. Um, I will, I will do my best to help support, you know, those organizations over the summer. I haven't planned any specific activities that would be specific to, to the life skills program uh, at this point. Where do we go from uh, from here after uh, year one would end when? In, in the fall? Uh, yeah, year one technically ends July 31st. So with next, the new school year, we'll bring, bring new activities yeah. as well. That will really be um, an opportunity for me to work closely within the schools. Uh, so my plan is to um, work with each school and have a leadership team. And that leadership team within that school will be able to provide feedback around some of the data results. And then my hope is to create a citywide middle years leadership group 
based upon rep one or two representatives from each elementary school and a citywide leadership group that would consist of possibly three or four from, from our three high schools here. And then some of those representatives would sit on that Yorkton Alliance of Asset Champions as well. Also, I've, I've had some really good uh, feedback from schools. So I've done actually four workshops in four different schools on asset building. Uh, the Everyone's an Asset Builder workshop. And so that happened at the end of January and beginning of February. And so those schools have, have indicated to me once they get their specific data back, they would like me to come back and do more professional development around how they can support their students, student-specific data in their schools. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like uh, you're having a busy time uh, and will continue to have a busy time. Uh, thanks, Darren, for uh, for updating us. Uh, we'll continue to check with you about this project and let the community know uh, just not just what's happening, but also what you're finding out as, as time goes on. Uh, through the surveys and your personal contacts with with the youth. We should mention that the the Morris Foundation has provided funding for the first two years of the project. The foundation is managed by the family of George and Helen Morris. George Morris, of course, was the inventor of the Morris Rod Weeder and established his company later called Morris Industries in Yorkton way back in 1949. New Sign for the Times podcasts are published regularly. In upcoming podcasts, we will continue to talk with those who have uh, been involved in science various programs, including program managers, staff, and in some instances, clients. If you have comments or suggestions, please feel free to email communications at signyorkton.ca or use the contact options on our website at www.signyorkton.ca. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Sign Yorkton. Thank you for listening, and we will talk again soon.